Hello and welcome to the Film Pulse Podcast. This is episode number 445. My name is Adam Patterson. With me today, we've got Kevin Rickstraw. Hey, Kevin. Hey, hi. How's it I'm going? In a, I'm in a kitchen this week, so my audio, as if it couldn't get any worse, I'm sure is like 10 times worse because I'm in a kitchen and there's echo and there's dogs walking around too, so... Oh, I haven't heard the dogs yet. Yeah. Turn the volume up on my head. Many, uh, many apologies... Oh. For that next week i'll hopefully in the coming weeks i'll be in a in at least a better anyway this week we'll be taking a look at duel from riley stearns this is out now on vod also be going over some of watching on uh the watch list and taking a look at this week's new releases in theaters vod and blu-ray thank you so much for joining us this week please remember to review us on itunes if you get a moment uh still working on the Say by the 90s edit for this month. We are talking about award winners, specifically best picture winners. Mm. So stay stay tuned for that. I think I mentioned the lineup last week, but I'll mention it again. We talk about Forrest Gump, American Beauty, mm. Shakespeare in Love, and oh Dances with Wolves. Oh my god. <laughs> it was uh, it was like it was rough, man. It was like... It sounds, dude, it sounds mind-numbing. This might be a little bit of a spoiler, but I gotta say, the the movie that I enjoyed the most out of all of those was Shakespeare in Love. And I know that that's not saying much, but that's the surprise there. Yeah, because wasn't that... Isn't that at least, like, there's some levity in it? Yeah, it's a comedy, so there's... Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's some fun to be had there. The other ones are just so they're like long and just oh, serious bullshit. Give me a break. Oh, yeah. Garbage. Yeah. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. I uh, hope to have that out some at some point this week towards the end of the week, hopefully. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and talk about Duel. This is directed, written and directed by Riley Stearns. I have a synopsis here. A woman opts for a cloning procedure after she receives a terminal diagnosis, but when she recovers, her attempts to have her clone decommissioned fail, leading to a court-mandated duel to the death. So, Kevin, we'll start with you. What were your initial impressions of duel? Duel. Now, I feel like we've talked about this, or at least you have. Numerous times on the podcast before we actually, you know, got this set up as a feature review on the show. So the, I think the the main thing that stuck with me going into this was how you were saying the kind of like the dialogue that you have in this movie is kind of, you know, on kind of in the same wavelength as like a Lanthimos movie. If I could pick something that is closest analogy to use i think that's that's where you would end up so you're right there is that and i think just in general this just feels kind of like a knockoff lanthimos movie which is good and bad uh i don't for me riley stearns doesn't do a bad job of it i'll give him that but I also feel like that this, because this is a great idea, 
I love the central idea. I absolutely love it. I think there's a lot that can, a lot of things that you can do with it. I just don't know if he does enough with it. Mm-hmm. And I think, because I got to give him credit for what he does do. He kind of keeps it slightly basic, but at the same time, it's a pretty fairly entertaining movie. You know, clocking in at 95 minutes, I think, like, you know, you keep into the basics. It's pretty entertaining. It's pretty engaging throughout. But I feel like it is a missed opportunity because I feel like you could have done so much more with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he um he tends to focus very much more on the sort of mindset of Karen Gillan's character and like what she's going through and just her life in general than the actual concept of the cloning and the duel and all of that stuff. And I, I agree. I think that the, that maybe he could have expanded on the, the cloning slash dual aspect of it a little bit more. We do get to I, see like another person yeah. in, in a dueling situation, just so we can understand like, how it's structured and what goes down. I'm actually thinking more so like towards the end of this, this is where it got really kind of interesting and exciting for me is not necessarily the, the dual aspect of it, but the sense that, uh, the clone, because it is a clone of yourself, essentially, even though there might, they might deviate in the beginning, they're essentially more than likely going to settle back into the original's life because after all, it's that person, which I found really interesting is that like she was kind of like this new and exciting, like doing different things and we're like really excited about life and this and that. And then she kind of settled into kind of being irritated by the same things that the original is irritated about and kind of settled into that same rut and just ultimately kind of like, you know, disappointed with life or mm-hmm. didn't find it as exciting. And I, fa- I found that really interesting. But that kind of came towards the end of it. And I was like, man, I, I would have liked a little more exploration into that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I'd like to see a little bit of a deeper dive into that as well. I like this movie quite a bit. I think that, uh, like you, uh, I agree that it is a really cool and interesting concept. I like Riley Stearns. I do sort of see what you're what you're saying about the kind of Lanthimos inspiration. It's he's like he's like Lanthimos light, maybe. Yeah, like the yeah, like the the American like, entertainment version. Yeah, like there's uh, like the the humor is at that same kind of dry level. But the absurdity is is dialed back a bit, and like, I think that that Riley Stearns kind of plays within that. Like, I would call his movies more beige than than Lanthimos. Like his his movies uh, really rely on on just very like stilted, dry humor, and it is there is absurdity in there for sure, but. Um, it's it's just a little bit it's a little bit more grounded i would say yeah than, than lanthimos but 
I like what he's doing. It's a little more Americanized. It just reminded me. I don't. Did you see Alps, the Land Mm -hmm. Nemo's movie? Oh yeah. It just remind. It's kind of like that, except instead of these people being hired to stand in to help the grieving family, you're just cloning yourself to do Mm -hmm. it. So that that whole aspect of it, which I think, which is interesting because like in Alps, you have the. You know, a lot of the stuff came from the people standing in and then get them to attach to the family that they're sort of standing in for to help with the grieving and how that can become complicated. Here it's, you know, a version of yourself doing that, which is, I found very interesting. And again, towards the end, it seems like he started to explore that a little bit more and then it kind of just ended for me. So it's just like, man, I think we could have went I think we could have dug just a little bit deeper. Yeah, because it's not just, it's not just like you clone yourself. You clone yourself and then sort of train your clone to be you after you die. And that whole kind of process where like your clone is learning how to be you and like your stand in. And then like after, because it's, it's not, I mean, most people when they, they have, this like procedure done, there's like some time, you know, there's an indeterminate amount of time before they pass away, obviously. And with Karen Gillan's character, like she just wasn't getting sicker. Like she was just fine. And then they found out that she wasn't going to be passing away. And at that point, there's like a decision that needs to be made. And, and the clone can the clone has the right to be like, I don't want to be decommissioned. I don't want to be killed. If they're like, it's if they're like uh, living as you for a certain amount of time or something. So that in and of itself is kind of just an interesting concept. Like it's just, yeah. it's a, it's a kind of a fascinating exploration. And also like you said, the, the fact that she is not exactly the same person and that that kind of leads to some interesting interactions and conflicts as well especially when it comes to her partner who decides that he would rather be with the clone than the original and it also seems like you know her parents are more attached to the clone and every everybody seems to like the clone more and she gets this like level of jealousy about her yeah, which I found that interesting the the initial outset because you know the Karen Gillian's uh, character Sarah with she's training her her double you know and it seemed like the double just instinctually knew that like okay here are all the things that aren't that great about you so I'm gonna do the opposite of that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> like. It, it like that has to be like really soul crushing to have another you doing a better job of living your life and you have to witness it. I think there's a certain part of you that if you know you're going to die, that's it's probably comforting in a way where you're like, okay, they're going to be okay. But like the yeah. longer it goes on, you're probably just like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. And, and then after you find out that you're not dying, but the clone yeah. <laughs> still wants to replace you and, and take your family and your, your boyfriend and all of that, like take all of that away from you and just leave you with nothing. 
uh, yeah, and that's, have, uh, that, that's pretty frustrating. <laughs> and not, uh, not only that, on top of it, you have to pay support. Y- yeah, and you, <laughs> and you also have to fight them to the death. <laughs> yeah, and not only that, I guess on top, because the way that this is set up is that you, you know, you get your double, you get your clone, you train them, and then at a certain point in time, you die. The clone takes over, and with that, the clone takes the debt of the procedure itself and essentially mm-hmm. take over your job and they pay that off, right? But when you don't die and they don't want to be decommissioned, not, you, they stole your life. You are now have to pay support for them to continue living. You also have to pay for the procedure that you had done so you have to pay for them twice, essentially. You're paying for the procedure. You're continuing to pay for the procedure. And then on top of that, paying them to live your life. And still paying to live your life. So you're paying for your life three times. <laughs> yeah. Simultaneously. That's fucking awful. Because paying for it at once is rough enough. And, and the, the funny thing here is Karen Gillan's character was pretty much checked out of life from the beginning, before she even got the diagnosis, I feel. Like, she was already just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. She just seemed miserable. She, she was so miserable anyway. Yeah, and I, again, that's the interesting thing, is where you get this, you get this, this double with essentially a rebirth with all the excitement that comes with it. But as you see... You know, the way that this progresses and gets towards the end. Inevitably, they're more than likely going to settle in because it's the same person still. Yeah, that, that complacency is, is going to creep in after, and you're gonna after get the irrit- new and shiny wears off. Yeah, you're going to get irritated by the same things from the same people. And I just, I found that really interesting. That to me, that was the most um, compelling part of this, but it took up like the last like five percent of the film. That so was somewhat of a disappointment. Although I did like where it ended up, essentially detouring from the whole like dual setup. Mm-hmm. I really, I did enjoy that. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you about that without spoiling anything. How did you feel about how it ended? I found it very fucked up in a way. Yeah. Which I think worked better than the way I was kind of anticipating it to end. Essentially, you know, the way that it, it's introduced with the, the the telecast of the duel. Where I was like, oh, okay, this so this is where we're gonna end up. So yeah. I was I did I did enjoy that. And I yeah, it was disturbing in a way. It, it it really stuck with me. Like the end of this movie is not. It it really kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I feel like it, it's not to say it's like a bad ending or anything, but it's just it's one that you don't expect, and it's just one that I think that no one really wants to happen the way that it ends. Yeah, and I actually kind of applaud Riley Stearns for kind of taking a risk because I think most people 
Yeah, ex- no, expect I, like the way that it's all set up. You expect it to end one one way, and it is a drastically different ending. No, this is to me. This is far more compelling of yeah. an ending than if you yes. just went through with it the normal, you know, the way that it was introduced in the film. But like that's just completely uninteresting to me. Right. I mean, it's certainly a more thought provoking ending. You also have yeah. Aaron Paul. You also have Aaron Paul in here as this uh, self defense instructor. So a lot of the movie is is Karen Gillan's character Sarah learning how to fight and get, prepare herself for this upcoming duel. So she's just training on how to kill herself, basically. Yeah. And Aaron Paul's the like strip mall self defense instructor guy. I did enjoy him. I feel like, obviously, I think this is part of it. He wasn't that good at his job. (laughs) No, not really. But I mean, (laughs) are any of, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure that's like a generalization, but, but I think that like a lot of people just kind of assume that those, those instructors are not very good at their job. Yeah. But I did enjoy the, like when they do the, kind of uh, like the walkthrough in slow motion. And afterwards, he's just like, go for the gun. Just always go for the gun. Yeah. It's just the easiest and the quickest. Just do that. Yeah, it's fun. And, and that, that's another thing that, that should be noted here is that it's a dark movie, but there's also a lot of comedy in here, too. It's, it's definitely a, a dark comedy, I would say. Oh, yeah. There's there's a lot of funny stuff, and I, I really like the dialogue style that that Riley Stearns employs. It's this very kind of unnatural kind of stilted dialogue that is not it's not what you would expect. Like people don't talk like that, and yeah, it's very emotionless. I, yeah, and I and, yeah, and I, I I actually like that, and it's what he did in the Art of Self Defense too, and. You you definitely need to see that. You you need to see the art of self defense. I think. Yeah, I could see that working really well with Heisenberg. Mm. He's kind of he's kind of perfect for that. That movie's that that movie is is darker than this one, but it's also very funny as well. I I don't know which one I like more. I think probably the art of self defense a little bit more, but I think they're both really solid. They feel like they complement each other too when you when you see him. All right, anything else you want to add? Uh, it was a nice, entertaining flick. Yeah. All right, there you have it. Uh, Duel is available on VOD platforms right now, so you can uh, check that out. Let's move on and talk about some of what we're watching. I think it's your turn this week, Kevin. I thought you were going to give me the perfect segue because you have dogs and i heard them earlier mm-hmm. walking around whatnot the movie yeah. i watched this called the dog who wouldn't be quiet it's an argentinian film by hannah Katz. sounds like this my is, dogs this is uh my dog my dog is always barking forever and ever every day so this is uh it's a fairly short movie 73 minutes uh black and white monochrome 
but it's a really interesting kind of like slice of life and a hard emphasis on life. So it concerns a man uh, in his 30s, Sebastian. He's obsessed with his dog, and then he loses that dog. And then from there on out, it's just kind of like in and out of his life from henceforth. And it just, you're never quite sure how much time has elapsed. It's just like little episodes in and out. And it's really interesting for a number of reasons. One is it takes a while to kind of get into it at first because you, or at least for me, I was a bit confused because I'm, it never really tells you how much time has elapsed or where you are in his life. You're just kind of along for the ride. But once you get settled in, it it's it's really interesting in a number of ways. One is with these episodes is the film can change drastically. It can be just a him kind of like working this working for this like farming co-op for a little bit and you're just kind of like settled into that and then the next thing you know it might be a futuristic movie in the sense that because at one point what happens is there's a a disease or something where it affects anyone over four foot so Ooh. if you try and stand up you just pass out Ooh. So everyone kind of like walks around on their hands and knees or kind of like squats and kind of walks and they have like these futuristic space helmets. So like you never know what you're going to get from one scene to the next. But it's just a really, I want to say, I don't want to say lazy, but it's kind of like a lackadaisical, you know, moving through this man's life and just like the rhythm of it. It was just really soothing in a way. To me, this is, if you know what I mean, you'll get this, is that it's like a perfect Sunday afternoon movie. Oh, okay. I know, I, just, I know those. It just has that vibe to it where it's just like, it's not going to blow you away, but you're going to relax and you're just going to have a really nice time with it. Cool. That sounds that sounds like I, I'd be into it. That's the dog who wouldn't be quiet. By any cats. The so the only one that I caught up with this week was Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Uh, this is on Disney Plus. So you, if you have Disney Plus, you can check it out there. Directed by Akiva Schaefer. Uh, I wasn't sure how I felt about this one. I grew up with Rescue Rangers, like many people from our generation and I, 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 lo I loved rescue Rangers, but at the same time, I'm not really into the whole like live action CG kind of hybrid movie. So I didn't really, really know what to expect from this. Honestly, like I didn't really see any trailers or anything. I knew a little bit about it. Uh, but what you have here is basically who framed Roger rabbit. It's like kind of, it's kind of like that where, it takes place in a world where like uh, cartoons are, are mixed in with humans. And the interesting thing is because it's in 2022, you have all these different, like some are CG 
some are like 2d animated you have puppets in here you have uh like sock puppets you have muppets you have claymation so you mix in like all the different animation styles into this and basically what this movie is is it's it's just a a a smorgasbord of pop culture references you have characters in here that i mean it's a non-stop barrage of characters it's like like in roger rabbit you know but this pulls in like south park characters family guy characters uh big mouth characters characters that you just do not expect to see of course you have a ton of disney characters in here as well you have roger rabbit um it, it's not like what i expected at all so the the, the premise here is that Chippendale had their show in the 90s and they became famous and then Dale left to try to do his own show and Rescue Rangers got canceled and they both kind of ended up in places that they weren't really happy with and they they had a falling out and they were brought back together because Monterey Jack who was the other character on the show he gets kidnapped and or he goes missing, and they 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 think they know who took him, and they think that it's this um this underground bootleg animation studio that takes uh known ca- known characters and alters them a little bit to produce bootleg movies for overseas, and it's uh it's really funny. And uh, I definitely recommend checking it out, especially if you have a lot of nostalgia for the kind of 90s Disney stuff, the the Disney afternoon lineup. Darkwing Duck is in this, by the way. Yes. I remember when the trailer for this came out and I was just like, no, I don't need this. There's a scene when they go to the valley, but in this it's it's uh, the uncanny valley. So it's where all of the early 2000s CG characters oh, live when, you know, like when CG started to, to try to make people look real, yeah. like the Polar Express stuff. They all, all live in this area and they're all like super creepy. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, there's a ton of just so many different like references and characters and stuff like. Like you have the Jungle Book characters from like the new Jungle Book, uh, you know, tons of there's like Star Wars references. There's a great there's a trailer for a fake movie in this called Batman V E T, <laughs> and it shows Batman fighting E T. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so uh, it's it's pretty wild, and uh, Chip and Dale are voiced by Andy Samberg and John Mulaney, so you have that that dynamic eric banna plays monterey jack incredible uh, where, yeah. where else are you gonna get that yeah podcast wise where are you gonna get going from duel to the dog who wouldn't be quiet to chippendale that's how we do it just a, it's just a it's a variety show really it, it truly is it truly is we should do more song and dance numbers i think Mm-hmm. Okay. We could, we could start doing that. Let's see what we have in theaters this week. Got uh, 
Got a couple of biggies here. The Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, yeah. I'm actually kind of excited for this. I haven't I haven't seen like the last few seasons, but I still like the show a lot. I love this show so much. So I'm um, I'm definitely excited to see where where we're gonna actually, you know what? No, no, it's right, it's right. It says pre-sale, but it is it is coming out on the twenty seventh I mean, on Friday. Like I'm kinda I'm kinda excited for this movie, but at the same time, I'm not excited for it as a movie per se, like in theaters. <laughs> like I love Bob's burgers, but I like to watch Bob's burgers at home. Yeah. Like, Nice and comfy cozy. It feels a little bit different than like the Simpsons movie. Like the Simpsons movie was a really big deal for me. Like to see the Simpsons on the big screen in a theater environment. Like that was, that was something special to me with Bob's burgers. I agree. Like I like, I I like kind of cozying up on the couch and watching it and having a laugh. So yeah, I don't know, but I, I might still go see it. Uh, we also have Top Gun Maverick coming out finally. This thing got delayed to high heaven, but it sure did. Yeah, it's coming out. We're getting it. There you go. Top Gun Maverick. Hmm. What do you think about this? I had no interest whatsoever. I'll go None. see it. I'll go see it, but I, I have no, no expectations, no excitement. I'm uh, I like Top Gun, the original, but I'm not like a super fan. Uh, all right, moving on to VOD. Got a couple things this week. On the 24th, we have a movie called Captors coming out. And then on the 27th, we have a movie called Zero Contact, which was produced in 17 different countries entirely virtually. It's a, it's a pandemic thing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, nothing on Netflix of note coming out this week either. So pretty light on VOD. I, I imagine that I missed some in there because with all of my moving nonsense, I haven't really been able to keep up with the calendar as much as I'd like to. So I'm sure that there are some missing in there. If 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 not, I I'm already kind of foreseeing like, hey, how about we not record next weekend? I'm going to be moving up to Pennsylvania next weekend. So, <laughs> so it's, uh, it's already locked. We're already locked in. Nothing happening. Next it's going to be difficult. Yeah, it's going to be difficult for me to record next weekend anyway. So. Well, we'll see. But yeah, yeah. I, I have a feeling there's going to be something that's on, on VOD that I missed. Because honestly, like I like I said, I haven't really um, kept up with it for the past like two weeks. So, all right. Uh, Blu-ray, we got the Batman coming out in 4k, uh, this, the new one, uh, we have Candyman, the original coming out in 4k. We got wild things, from 1998. That's coming out on arrow arrows, putting that one out. No, oh, why? Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Life force from 1985. That's getting a 4k release. X is coming out. That's the the new Ty West one that I would highly recommend if you're a horror fan. Wild Things. Oh, I already mentioned Wild Things. It's getting in like another. There's like two different editions of that Ooh, one coming out. Double. 
Yeah, one, I don't know. One looks like maybe it's some kind of special edition HDR. Yeah, it's a limited edition version. Then there's a regular um, one. Uh, Malignant from last year is coming out. I would recommend that one. Let's see. One-Armed Boxer from 1972. Patriot Games from 1992 is getting a 4K release. Times Square from 1980. That's a, that's a great one. Little little bit of a uh, Aquino Lorber is putting that one out. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're into grimy New York '80s punk scene movies, definitely check that one out. Good, good, like kind of dramedy. Okay. Uh, Studio Six 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 from earlier this year is coming out. That's the Foo Fighters horror movie one. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, some of all fears is coming out in 4k remember we used to always make fun of ryan for liking yeah. some of all fears <laughs> that was like his jam <laughs> oh my god let's see man wild things is getting another it's getting a steel book too Jesus they're, they're really they're really pushing, excited for this they're pushing wild things more than Machine Gun Kelly. Or, <laughs> who's the other guy recently? I know we talked about Machine Gun Kelly off air, but the the what's the rapper? The Harlow. I can't remember his first name. But that's another thing that just feels like it's. Oh yeah, is it, is it Jack? Jack Harlow? Yeah. Just like out of nowhere, he's everywhere. Yeah, they're really worsen that shit. I don't know who's behind that, but yeah, they're they're really pumping him up i don't get it uh that's pretty much it for blu-ray what about uh criterions i do like that the blu-ray section was like 25 percent wild things <laughs> yeah a lot of <laughs> a lot of wild things oh i i do see here ray donovan the movie is coming out oh, too which boy. i didn't know that i didn't know that existed incredible Ray Donovan the movie. Ray Donovan the movie. Wow, sus. Uh, we got one uh, Criterion 1991 Mississippi Masala from uh, Miranair. The Denzel Washington movie. Cool. Getting, getting released. Got some new audio commentary, new conversation, interviews, all sorts of stuff. Nice, that looks, that looks good. All right, I think that's going to do it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions and topics to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter at filmpulse.net and at filmpulsekevin. If you have a minute, consider reviewing us on iTunes. That would be great. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name is Adam Patterson. We'll see you later.